there, wife. Welcome to the A Wife Like Me podcast. My name is Amanda Davison. I'm the founder of A Wife Like Me, and we are here to bring you the best writers, speakers, counselors, and so much more so that you can thrive in and outside of marriage because it's hard and we are here for you along the journey. So thank you for listening. In season three, we are pumped to bring you our Facebook interviews. We have done over a hundred live interviews with authors that really we just so love and adore and who have amazing resources to share with us. And so in this episode, we are listening to the conversation that we had with Nina Rosner. Ladies, after I surrendered my life to Christ and I started wanting to really learn what it looked like to follow Jesus in my life and in my marriage, this book, it's called The Respect Dare. This was one of the first books I read and it changed my heart. It changed my marriage. So this interview was especially meaningful to me personally. And Nina just has some beautiful, gentle, yet very firm words of truth for us. And I still need them today. So let's dig in and let's hear what she had to say. Nina, thank you so much for being on with us. Amanda, thanks for having me. Of course. So one thing that is really interesting or difficult, are we supposed to respect our husbands when they aren't leading in our home, when they aren't helping with, I don't know, household duties that we would like them to, or we've asked them to help, but they aren't. And how do we respect our husbands when that's a situation? There's a couple of questions around that that we need to think about. And the first one is, who am I to decide that another human is unworthy of respect or love? God has decided that he loves all of us. So who am I to decide that um, this person's not worthy? Um, Recognizing the preciousness of all of God's children, I think, you know, when we look at his opinion of our husband, you know, especially if we have a, a husband that's a believer, you know, Christ has washed him of all of those sins. So we would be committing the sin of judgment if we decide we're going to condemn him for not doing his part, right? So that doesn't mean, however, and this is the place that most women go then, you know, after is like, fine, I can't do anything. I'm just a doormat, you know. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> You know, it's the how do you interact with that stuff? So in the question, how would you like to be interacted with some of the things that you're not perfect at? You know, I don't know about you, but I'm not Jesus, right? (laughs) So um, we're not going to be perfect. And so being able to look at the planks in our own eye and decide, you know what, I need to extend grace. I need to speak with the, you know, the teaching of kindness on my tongue. Doesn't mean I don't ask for what I want. Doesn't mean that there's not sometimes consequences for things that, you know, go badly or whatever, but it doesn't mean that I'm this person's mother. And that, you know, that's where we get mixed up. And it it just tears my heart in half when I hear women talk about their husbands as if they're another child and they say those things. And then they wonder, well, why is he acting like that? Well, we're reinforcing it when we treat him that way, when we think of him in, in that way. And then they check out because we're difficult to deal with and we're not building them up and encouraging them and all of that. And it's never good enough anyway. Exactly. So why try if it's never good enough anyway? 
I love that. I think, you know, it's so interesting. Oftentimes after I'll share about something, sometimes a woman will come up to me and say, oh, that's so good. But they'll be tear tearful because they're like, I just... I mean, if I'm honest with you, I'm just a little scared to like to do that. And I love that vulnerability. But because the, the, the underlying fear is if I just do that, mm-hmm. like, what about me? Right. I feel like, you know, I love having these conversations, you know, but oftentimes I'll say like, I feel like I'm just letting him off the hook then if I'm just nice to him. And again, this has nothing to do with abuse. We are not saying that. We're talking about healthy relationships. And you know, a lot of uh, the problems in our relationships is we, we expect the men that we marry to behave like our girlfriends. Um, they they don't operate the same way that we do. They don't have the, their brains are structured differently than ours. And if we want them to, I mean, my husband has found it very useful for me to say to him, I need to tell you what happened today and then, and, and how frustrated and upset I am at these two people. And then I want you to agree with me that they're awful. That's what I want to do right now. And he'll just go, okay. Because <laughs> otherwise, if I don't preemptively say, here's what I need, you know, he might think he needs to fix something because, you know, most of these guys just want us to be happy. So telling him, I just need you to listen, I don't need you to fix this or whatever, you know, that, that's useful. Judging him basically says that, well, what Jesus did wasn't good enough. It wasn't enough for you. And that's not a space that we want to tread in. The problem with, you know, the whole, well, what do I do? I'm afraid to let him off the hook well we shouldn't have put him up there in the first place Mm. you know he's it's not our responsibility to hold him accountable for his responsibilities as a man as a child of god as a follower of christ now we do have an obligation to our family and there's things that you know we'd love to see that could be different he's still an adult and can choose to do otherwise and what is between him and god yeah and so when your seven-year-old comes to you and says, well, daddy was mean to me and said this thing and blah, 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 then we don't make excuses. Mm-hmm. We say to our seven-year-old, because they need to grow up and learn how to do conflict. Well, let's go talk to daddy because yep. you're talking to the wrong person. You need to talk to dad about this. Exactly. I can go with you. You can borrow my courage if you need to, but you need to have this conversation. Yes. And I wanted to share too, when you were talking, I thought of this. I thought, you know, so often, even now, my husband is an amazing man and he's going to be on here soon. You guys are going to just adore him. He is, like you said, he's not perfect either. And so even now he'll do something and I'm like, what? You know, what is going on or whatever? And at the end of the day, I do not (laughs) have it in, I'm human. If I'm completely honest, I sometimes don't want to respect him. (laughs) Okay, let's just be real. I don't want to. Like, you don't need to move the dishes I put in the dishwasher. They are fine the way they are. (laughs) And, but anyway, but so like, I, me, I don't want to respect him sometimes, right? But I have for me, I have to go back to... He, if I'm basing my level of respect on him or what he's done or not done or said or not said or whatever, we're both going to lose. I want though, beyond who my husband is, beyond what he can do right or wrong, I want to, I want to respect and honor God. Right. That is what causes me and propels me and drives me to want to respect him. Yeah. It is not him and it's not me. It's definitely not me. But like my, my desire to honor the God of the universe that sent his son to die for me, 
when I know how yuck I am, that encourages me and, and inspires me to want to honor God and respect the man that he gave me to love. Yeah. And sometimes that's the only thing that, that really can do that. And sometimes my husband's great enough. I mean, he is often, but I'm just saying, you know, just for many of us, like that's what we can always land on is, yeah, you're really making me frustrated, but uh, I love my God that much. So I'm going to hold my tongue. Yes. Okay. I think our ability, and you talk on this in the book, our ability to to respect is often tied to our level of feeling appreciated. This has definitely been an issue for me. I grew up and um and again in a dysfunctional family, and there were things where I just knew I was determined, Nina. I was like, never, never will a man make me feel like that. I will never be taken advantage of. Oh, you will give a hundred percent, and I'm going to give a hundred percent. It's going to be amazing, but he will never take advantage of me, and he I will never feel unappreciated. I will never feel that because you know there were people that were taken advantage of around me, and I just swore I would never do that. And so I am very sensitive to this, and I, I've learned and am learning, you know, to be better aware of who Amanda. That's what's going on within you, but. Oftentimes, don't you think that that is a reason why when we feel unappreciated, it's a almost a, a defense mechanism then to be disrespectful, right? We feel like you don't even appreciate me. So now I'm, I'm angry and I'm better and I'm feeling resentful. But you talk about this connection in the book. Can you just talk to us about how the work we do is tied to our ability to respect our husbands? Yeah, I would like to say that you know, we're all so mature that we're not trying to purchase <laughs> affection or mm-hmm. or whatever. But the reality is, is that we have these relationships where we get our identity wrapped up in somebody else's behavior towards us. And that's not healthy. The only thing that really matters there is what God's opinion is of us. So when we feel unappreciated or whatever, we you know, we're looking at ourselves, we're focusing on our needs, our wants, our everything. And that's kind of selfish behavior. And that sounds kind of like, well, but he did this thing. Well, yeah, he did. But I'm 52 years old now and been doing the Christian thing for 30 years, right? So I didn't get this for probably a good 15 years. And I would say that I really only get this more (laughs) in the last 10 but how we respond to somebody is really a reflection of how deep our faith is. Mm. And when we're thinking about ourselves and needing to justify our existence through someone else needing to treat us well, mm. we're basically going, you know what? I don't know who I am. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> what does your heart tell us, Nina, for wives? Like, what is your hope for us all? I think that. The key is to know who we are in Christ, to have our identity wrapped up in his opinion of us and his love for us so much so that we can actually be salt and light to the world. And that world may be the man we married. It might be our kids. It might be a neighbor. It might be who knows. In our ministry, we deal with so many women that are actually in verbally abusive relationships and you know they they come and they're feeling downtrodden they're feeling worthless and what's actually true is that yes that environment is awful and we know the way out mm-hmm. and so we we help them 
restore their identity in him and remember who they are, even if they've never known who they are, we can help them find that. And then deepening that connection so that they can interact in a way that is of strength and dignity. We don't want to give the message that respect equals be a doormat. We don't want to give the message that you're going to set your bra on fire and be a steamroller. And so this happy, healthy middle, it's a completely different way of dealing with things. It's a, it's a, it's the ability to do conflict, to choose conflict and walk into it with a gentle and open heart to the person that you're dealing with, no matter what they've done. Mm-hmm. You hear these stories about people that can forgive. You know, you look at Corey Ten Boom and her sister, and um, you look at um, we, we hear about stories where you know a couple loses a child to a drunk driver, and they forgive the driver. You know, that's the level of forgiveness that's out there. It doesn't mean there aren't consequences and fallout from some of this stuff, but it does mean that. We're, we're not losing emotional control and having to, you know, emotionally vomit all over somebody. We're going to treat them with kindness and interact in a way that's respectful because that's who we are, because that's Jesus inside of us. Yes, yes. Wow. I love that conversation with Nina. She has this gentle way of speaking truth to our hearts. And for myself, respect has been the one area in my marriage that has been the most challenging for me to work through and to grow in. And it's also been the area to which I've really experienced the most fruit from as well. You know, like I said in this video, the whole video I shared how the only reason when it comes down to it The only reason I respect my husband is oftentimes not even because of who my husband is. He's a great man, but I don't want to respect him, but I do respect him and I want to respect him because of who God is and the fact that he gave his son to die on the cross for me when I do not deserve it. That propels me to love and respect my husband. But oftentimes if I'm just flat out honest and, you know, really selfish um, with you telling you, I don't really like to do that and I don't want to do that all the time. Um, But that's what I always can go back to. And there's a reason again in scripture that wives are asked to respect while our husbands are asked to love. God wouldn't ask us to do something if he knew it would come natural for us. And especially if you grew up in a home where there was abuse, where anyone was taken advantage of, like I shared that that was the case for myself, it is much more difficult to respect uh, our husbands because there's a fear associated with that, that there might be something that could come back and then hurt us. It puts us in this vulnerable place where we do that before they show us love, even before they do something that we've been waiting on them to do. When we step out in faith and respect and vulnerably be obedient to God's word, man, there is such a difference that we experience in our own hearts, but also in our marriage. And So I pray that over you, wife, today, that you would lean into whatever God is asking you to do today and that you would trust him 
with whatever is on the other side of that. Um, You are loved and you are seen and you have purpose and you are here for a reason. And so I just celebrate you, wife, today and you are not alone in this walk as a wife. You can find the Respecter and all of Nina's resources at her website, greaterimpact.org. And we will put that link in the show notes. Uh, Wives, thank you so much for listening. If this spoke to you, if this challenged you at all, would you please share this with a friend? Ladies, we need wives to hear truth. This is hard and we need all the encouragement we can get. So we would love that if you would share this episode with someone you know and love. And we just thank you for listening today. Thank you for being a part of our Wife Like Me community. Man, you are going to love our upcoming episodes in season three. So sit back and enjoy the rest of these episodes. Love you, friend.